Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. You're listening to the Visibly Fit Podcast. Hey, I'm your host, Wendy Pett. And every week, I'll give you holistic, practical solutions for everyday issues related to nutrition, healing, functional fitness, and behavior modifications. As a naturopath, fitness expert, and wellness coach for over 20 years, my goal is to empower you to reach for greater health and to rise up to your next level of living in mind, body, and spirit. You were created with greatness in mind. It's time to own it. Are you with me? Then let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Visibly Fit. I'm your host, Wendy Pett. You know, you don't get healthy just by chance. No, it's truly a choice. You have to be intentional with the actions that you take in order to create healthy habits and live a life of good health. And so today on the podcast, I have a great friend that's on, and his name is Dr. Evan Queller. He is a medical doctor, uh, double boarded in physical medicine and rehabilitation and lifestyle medicine, and is also a fellowship trained in interventional spine and pain management. Think about that. Oh my goodness. One in every two people have, have back pain. So uh, he is He is a much-needed individual. Um, In 2017, Dr. Queller left his traditional interventional spine uh, physiatry practice and is now practicing lifestyle medicine to help people feel better and live more by treating chronic disease through evidence-based lifestyle change. He's also the co-creator of the Dr. Q Fasting Kit, a science-based customized metabolic diet that mimics a fast and works in just five days. I've known um, Dr. Queller for a long time, several years, as we are both um, on staff and work uh, different health immersions, mainly in the Florida area. But I'm so excited to have him because we're going to talk about how it truly is a choice to be healthy. And we're going to talk about how to optimize your health. So welcome to the show, Dr. Evan Queller. Thank you for being on Visibly Fit. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, good good to be alive, right? Yes. Yes, yes. Well, let's talk today all about how to optimize um, our health. I know that our my listeners uh, really are are um, interested in learning more of how do they, how do I get healthier? How do I get better uh, with living, a, you know, with better quality life and, and with hopes of having long, longevity. And you really talk a lot about um, the fasting and detoxing and that kind of thing, right? So I want to talk first about fasting because fasting and detoxing can, um, what I've seen in my practice is it can be abused. And mm-hmm. it can be kind of that thing that is used as, ooh, I just need something to get me over the hump. I need just a quick fix because I'm going on vacation. Or, you know what I mean? I just need to drop a few pounds and then I'll be good. It's kind of that, that mental mindset uh, that is uh, a lie that keeps people doing fasting and detoxes in an unhealthy fashion. But let's talk about uh, the way in which you guide 
uh, your patients through fasting and detoxing? I think that the body can detox on itself. I think mm -hmm. that that term gets thrown around quite a bit. Sure. When we exercise, we sweat, we breathe quite a bit. Our liver is detoxing, detoxifying our body. Our kidney is detoxifying our body. The idea is that fundamentally, as a lifestyle medicine physician, I'm asking people to make behavioral change. Yes. And so I really got into the idea of, of um, behavioral change, what motivates us to do what we're doing. And I came across um, literature like on the pleasure trap, where led astray our natural instincts for survival and passing on of our DNA are motivated by this triad of pursuing pleasure, avoiding pain, mm -hmm. but also conserving energy. And so a lot of things out there like, like drugs are the epitome of like the pleasure trap. It provides pleasure, but it's a trap. It leads us astray. Um, but another one is also junk food, where you have this we have this environment of dietary excess in the sense that it's this hyper palatable food, food that tastes really good to our palate. It's designed by physicians and PhD researchers that know what do human beings like? You know, what is the moth to the flame? What is the, you know, the, the they honey turn on the receptors to, to, to crave more of the sugar fats and unhealthy. Right. Yeah, so it's that. hyper craveable. Mm -hmm. It's hyper craveable. It's not just craveable. It's hyper craveable. Hyper. Meaning yeah, right. You once you have it, you still want more of it. It's irresistible. Right. So you can't resist it. That food feels good and provides pleasure. It's convenient in the sense that it's convenient to just eat and it's accessible. It's also convenient in the sense that it's perhaps a little bit more affordable. It's subsidized. It's paid for by the government to be a little bit cheaper. Isn't that interesting? I wonder what else behind that. <laughs> well, it's complex, right? Yeah. But, but it's convenient. I don't have to spend a lot of time preparing the food, but it's also convenient in the sense that the cost-benefit analysis is, is such where, you know, you can get, you know, two, two cheeseburgers and a large fry and a Coke, and it's just more affordable. That's less work. So you do have this motivational triad of pursuing pleasure, avoiding pain, conserving energy. We're led astray because it, we're in an environment that works against our natural instincts. Right. We want to pursue, we want to seek out the food that um, that provides the most pleasure, and the food that typically provides the most pleasure has more calories in it. We sense the difference between a juicy mango versus a celery. Mm -hmm. Like our bodies know the difference between that. Well, when we have ice cream, that even hits our pleasure centers even more, and it becomes very difficult to stop. So with a habit, habit formation, our daily lifestyle choices that occur, our behaviors that occur without much thought, they happen with automation. So it's a behavior that is automated as a habit. Well, there's all, all habits initiated with a cue, with a trigger, not a cue like Queller cue, but a yes, cue with yeah. like a type of cue. So you have this trigger behavior or, you know, the smoking of the cigarette, the behavior, mm -hmm. and then the reward. Oh, I feel better. I feel less well, stressed. Well, it's that dopamine you know? drip, too, that's happening. And it and it feels good. It's like, hmm, I like that. I think I'll have some more of that, <laughs> you know? 
Yeah, and so dopamine helps drive is is involved with our our reward center, our pleasure mm-hmm. reward center, and you have this um, supernormal meaning this supernormal meaning you take us out of our natural environment or you take something that's unnatural and it's going like like cocaine and it's going to secrete dopamine in an abnormally high supernormal level and that drives our behavior that drives us to go seek out and pursue the 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 other mate of the of you know that you're seeking for like as a man seeking the woman to then ultimately for that sexual pleasure as well you're saying the sexual pleasure that yeah, that's we're, we're driven by that but yeah. then there are also moods that are guiding us right like you know so you could have you know you get your medical degree and you become proficient in treating interventional spine procedures and you have success without fulfillment you're having success and you're helping people are you really healing them by putting a band-aid over their pain a pill or literally over their injection site it could work wonders it provides a purpose in serving people with where they're at and most people that's where they're at is what are you going to give to me yeah. right not what do i need to do to change my behavior and you were and in that space so you're speaking came in. and so you're speaking from experience <laughs> because you were in that space yeah 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 and so i'm speaking satisfying. from yeah I, it was a lot of pain associated with that emotionally mentally um you know having that dissonance you know where Ultimately, like I went into medicine to help people. Um, I had a, an interest and in, massive interest in in health and in nutrition, and had wrestled in high school and became connected with the human body and through optimizing human performance and practicing yoga and things like that. So um, I saw the parallels and the overlap. But fasting came in as a way to detox from dopamine detox mm-hmm. from the excess of dopamine where a little bit of help can be helpful the field of lifestyle medicine and and honing in on plant-based nutrition like there's this you know unifying theory of 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 chronic disease and and fundamentally it's the food that we're consuming on a daily basis that is um that is fueling the body right. is also fanning the flames of inflammation you know how do you do like how do you do what you know to, what to do is correct like i like there's that saying by my angelo like i did what i did back then but now that i know better i do better but mm-hmm. we don't always do what we know like right. we know we should exercise we know we should probably not watch this extra video, episode on netflix at this hour so i could try and get a little bit more sleep so i don't perpetuate this vicious cycle of then having a bad night's sleep, being more stressed and intolerant, getting in a fight, feeling feeling more stressed out and disconnected. Well, I'll feel better if I eat this food, this cookie, because it's part of my self-care. Yeah. Or numb out with a glass of wine or bourbon or whatever to... Yeah. And uh, that's the trap. Right. Exactly. And we both know Dr. Uh, Doug Lyle, and he talks about the the pleasure trap a lot, of course, as well. And yeah. um, I know we have both been um, uh, just 
on board with, with what he says. And, and of course, uh, you know, he talks about the, not just like the sexual pleasure, but also the food, uh, and drinks in which we reward ourselves with that pleasure. But also, like you mentioned just a little bit ago, um, when we first started talking about this is the, um, the energy conservation that, Mm -hmm. that we're wired to kind of go into the least resistance. So I think that's fascinating to me that, that we're, we're kind of just lazy. Right. So, so how do you get someone to do with the least resistance? Right. With the and it's not a matter. And so sometimes like you were talking about, you know, um, well, I want to lose weight real quick for the wedding. And that's great. But it's also, you know, kind of, it's superficial, it's on the surface. And so oftentimes, when something is sustainable, it has a deep meaning to you, where it all starts with a why, it all starts with why and and the why also starts with with the who, right. And that's all about self awareness, trying to be aware of understanding who you are, so you can make more skillful and intelligent decisions. So it's, oh, why am I getting triggered? Where, you know, the trigger behavior reward, like why, you know, how, what is this habit? Having awareness of the subconscious things that we're doing that lead us astray. Yes. And I love that, um, Dr. Queller, because, um, I mean, I'm usually call you Evan, but on this podcast, I'm saying Dr. Queller, but, (laughs) um, yeah. So I I think about when I work with my clients and that is what we do as well. And I know you do too, but, um, it's, I think the question I want to ask is why do you think there's avoidance uh, in the beginning of understand or going to that space of self-awareness? Do you think people are afraid of what they're going to find out or what, what's going to be revealed or that they'll actually have to change once it's revealed? What, what do you think um, in regards to that? It's the avoidance of pain. Mm. Change is uncomfortable. Sure. It's not, you know, it, the, the bad habit was once a solution to the problem. It was a quick fix. And um, so that solution to the problem became just the way that you're doing things. But it's not always, but it's not easy changing your life around. So the avoidance of pain would be the social pressures of, you know, we are, there's, it's multi, it's, there's multiple facets to this, but you live in a household where everybody smokes, right? You have, like, if you want to quit smoking, you got to, change your environment like a lot of these blue zones where these centenarian hotspots it's not because they have you know a you know a juice bar and a gold's gym right or a blue orange theory now you know i guess (laughs) old school but if you know it doesn't have it's the environment you know you change your environment we're a product of our environment our behaviors are a product of our environment it's the way that things are done culturally um, or within your community that so or within your household it makes a big difference i love the um my big fat Greek wedding and she's like well you, you don't eat meat and it's like all right we'll make lamb you know like there's just that resistance <laughs> to this right. idea of not eating animal products to sustain yourself right um it's getting so, better i believe that people are getting more educated you know and it's getting better yeah well well it becomes familiar and it becomes more of the cultural the norm. norm yeah right Right. So I think that the reason why people don't do it is that is because of that motivational triad and some aspects of it. And so that motivational triad is, is I think a huge component of it is the, is the, it's a lot of energy and it's also a lot of pain 
changing your ways. My mom took it personally, you know, when yeah. I didn't want to eat her brisket, you know, right. <laughs> um, but, but, uh, you know, it's, but sometimes, you, you know, you take a bite of the brisket, you know, it's not a matter of, of being perfect. It's not the bite of the brisket that, um, you know, is going to be co- compromise your health. It just, and, and then it becomes, you know, that's where you kind of cross the line between whole plant food nutrition and veganism. You know, veganism is an ideology consuming any animal products, a whole plant food or a whole plant, you know, rich diet. Yeah. Whole plant based, whole whole food plant based is what foods you're adding in, not necessarily what you're taking out. But the big divide for me though, is as a physician is, you know, veganism doesn't necessarily entail being healthy. It doesn't have really have anything specifically to do with being healthy other than you can't be healthy on a ravaged planet. Right. You know, so, so perhaps there's an environmental conservation to it all. But whole plant food is, is the angle of, of, of being healthy um, and, and using plant-based nutrition and food as medicine to help promote wellness and health and reverse and treat a lot of these chronic diseases that are fueled by unhealthy foods, um, processed foods. And so I think that people don't follow through on making those change, then making that change because perhaps there isn't enough pain. Right? Pain is an interesting motivator. There isn't, you know, a fear, there isn't enough fear of disability or debility mm-hmm. and or a fear of death. Like those things do motivate people. But when it's inspired in spirit, when it's inspired by love, um, I love my family. I want to, I want to give back the world around me, and not be a black hole that's sucking things in because of it. It, it's, it weighs so much; it pulls things in. But when you're like an energy vampire, house, yeah. But when yeah. you're a light and you're giving, you know, and it's it's like you're doing it because you're not. You're not putting on the oxygen mask because you're selfish. You're putting it on so you could be of service. Yes. And so, so that is, you know, people then start to feel good, you know, so like just that five day or that one day reset or that five day jumpstart or that fast, if it's enough to kind of get people to feel a little bit better, no one could tell you how good you feel other than your own body. Then you have this positive trigger because that's what motivates us to, to kind of start that habit. It mm. felt good. Yeah. I got that hit from that ice cream or cocaine yeah. or whatever it was. And that's what makes you continue to seek it out further. And it's providing pleasure, not happiness. That's right? good. It provides, yeah, right. it provides a moment of pleasure, but it's not something that's really sustained. And it's not something that's fulfilling. And I think sometimes people just don't know what feeling healthy and well really feels like. So they don't even know what to expect or, or maybe, you know, they've attempted and tried so many things before that they just don't want to fail at one more thing. So there's that kind of thing. And I, and you know, you talk about the pain part. I usually say when the pain is great enough, people will change. But the thing is, is everyone has different pain thresholds. <laughs> so what's mm-hmm. painful for you may be, t- you know, totally different from somebody else listening. And so uh, you got to know your threshold. But you are, are one of the, the kindest, most patient, most 
just loving people I know. And and I'm not saying that just to say it. I, I mean, I'm serious. I've been around you enough and, you. and experienced uh, working with you at these uh, health immersions. And I'm just always um, impressed by how you are very present with the people you're speaking with. And you're very kind and, and just, like I said, patient. Because I think you... Um, uh, I don't know, you, you just help guide people through their uh, maybe stuck point because sometimes people are in this uh, emotional um, loop in their mind or, you know, that their the, their feelings are causing anxiety around something, but you just kind of help walk them through uh, to that next um, uh, level. And so I, I know that your, your patients have, have appreciated that with you, uh, all that have worked with you in the past. But I know you've just really been you. focused um, recently – uh, what was in the last couple of years actually on this five day fast, especially to really help people get this jump start and to make the shift that they need to shift in. Because you, just like me, we have a desire for people to be med free, pain free, disease free. And uh, the way to do that is to change your habits and to get a reset. And so that's, um, that's your goal with that. How, how do people find out about this five day fast? What website can they go to? DrQLongevity.life. Okay, perfect. Dr. Q. I'll put that in the show notes. My last name, Queller. Yeah. Dr. Q. Longevity.life. And so, did you want to ask something? No, I just wanted to say that came to mind. Yeah. No, you can you can talk on that. I just wanted to let people know. I'll put that in the show notes. So if you're driving and you can't write that down, I'll keep it in the show notes so you'll find it. So go ahead. Thank you. Love to be able to support some people through that if they're interested. There's the idea of like this micro habit or atomic habit. It's like, you know, just starting small, like start with where you're at. Like, hey, I never exercised before. Well, can you go for a 10 minute walk? Right. Right. Like, so it's, it's, it's making it, you know, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time sensitive. And then do some habit stacking. Right. There's habit stacking. There's lots of, you know, having the, making it, taking up, making up, making it more convenient in the sense of, you know, um, pursuing pleasure, avoiding pain and conserving energy. It's like have the running shoes out, have the outfit out and ready. Um, there's lots of different ways to try and form healthy habits, but I think that it's sometimes a matter of trying to, um, you know, find something that you're, what are you willing to do? Like asking yourself, what are you willing to do and to kind of get yourself started? And I think that, it doesn't have to be all in all the time. That can it be just overwhelming. Depends on right? where someone's at. It could be overwhelming. So you have like this I this concept of like, well, an ounce of prevention is a pound for cure, but right, like but sometimes when you're really sick, it's like a pound of prevention is a pound of cure. It's like there's that concept of like spilling the apple cart. Mm-hmm. When it's all contained, it's it's all right. But once that apple cart spills over, it's very difficult to get all the apples back on the cart. Right. Um, and our health kind of tenuous like that. It's like an apple cart. And when you know, one apple falls, you could, you could put it back. But when they when it's all spilling over, it's very difficult to maintain your health. And it sometimes requires quite a bit, like more than just cutting out the Coca-Cola. It's, it's really going all in. Um and it, and it takes quite a bit. And that's where, you know, the, the idea behind, you know, the Dr. Q fast was, was developed. It was, it was kind of keeping those things in mind. Like, how do you get someone to do something that I want them to do? 
And it includes you know, eating the whole plant foods. And it, and it is a short period of time. Yeah. So even though you're fasting, you're still eating. The fast means to do without. Right. But fasting is very, is, is very difficult to do. And to reap the benefits of, let's say, a water fast, um, usually after about two days, more than 90% of people back out of it because of our own survival instincts that overpower our initial drive on day one, where this is really easy. By day two, our, our hunger mechanisms and, the, and, and, and withdrawal from the things that we're addicted to start to kick in and they, it influences our behavior. That dopamine kicks in and we want to seek out um, the foods that provide us that relief, that provide us that pleasure. Yeah, I know that's so good. Um, you talked a little bit about that apple cart and if all start to fall, then it's tough to put them all back and, and kind of your apple cart, if you will, uh, is, is your pillars that you talk about, the pillars of the Dr. Q longevity. And these are, these are pillars that I stand for as well. I mean, this is like, this is, this is all very important. So it's eating well, which is what we're talking about. Uh, and if you need to uh, do a fast and then, you know, eat well with it, great, uh, move more. So exercising and, and it doesn't just have to be like, you know, aerobics, uh, it, it means walking, moving, moving more, right? Yeah. Sleeping more, love more, stress less, avoid risky substances, know thyself. And so I kind of want to pack these a little bit more. We've already sure. talked a little bit about the eat well, but let's go to the move more. I just alluded to the fact that it doesn't have to be some uh, you know, run a marathon or whatever. Let's talk about the move more a little bit and how that can just be just functional living. Right. So there are the same underlying mechanisms of chronic disease for, let's say, high blood pressure, diabetes, cancer, heart disease, even with chronic inflammation that's causing chronic pain, chronic inflammation, there's immune dysfunction, there's an overdrive of our sympathetic nervous system, the stress response. So we have these excess of stress hormones, our gene expression, our detoxifying mechanisms, our telomeres and telomerase are affected, our microbiome. All these biochemical pathways that you know we that we study in a re reductionist type of manner. There's a thin red line through all of them for all these chronic diseases. Like these mm -hmm. are affected with diabetes, they're affected with autoimmunity, they're affected with high blood pressure and, and, and heart disease. And the foods that we eat can quell the, is, is food is information, it can quell and calm down the chronic inflammation and feed our microbiome and turn on healthy genes and turn off, turn off with um, the bad genes, the sirtuins, it affects telomerase. Well, it so happens to be that exercise and physical activity does the same thing. Yes. It improves the blood supply. It improves our microbiome. Our microbiome is essentially an organ that is, is within our body, on my eyelids, on my skin, but primarily within my digestive tract is, is bacteria, viruses, and parasites that help digest food, but they also, it's almost like a hormone system as well. It's, it's another gland. Right. And most people only think of it as the gut microbiome. They don't think of it as, you know what I mean? The whole um, <laughs> unit of, of the microbiome. They just only think of gut. Yeah. Within my liver that then mm -hmm. goes into the biliary tree, into the gallbladder and makes bile, bile acids that break down fat. That has a microbiome. When we exercise, 
turn on anti-aging, you know, regeneration type of effect. As long as you're not over exercising. <laughs> well, it's balance, right? Like right, you shouldn't right? overeat broccoli. There you, you go. Overeat, <laughs> you shouldn't overconsume too much water. You cause electrolyte disorder. Right. You shouldn't get too much sun there you because go. then there's too much damage and then our body can't re uh, and we have immune dysfunction like why don't i get skin cancer every time i walk outside because my immune system is able to repair the damage right right um but eventually when you Breaks look at down. aging as a disease mm -hmm. our resilience um to those repair mechanisms get get affected and so, so these pillars of, you wanted to talk about physical activity and I just get so excited because all of them help like yes. eating well, moving sleep. more, sleeping. Like Big if we are deprived of sleep, you can't forget about I can, it. I can't even function. I can't, <laughs> I can't eat enough broccoli and kale, you know, know. Um, or I enough, enough healthy foods um, <laughs> to, to counteract the negative effects of sleep deprivation, right. even after just one night. Yeah. So what would you say real quick? Cause I have, um, I know some people that work the night shift, for instance, uh, what would you say to that person that's listening that might be working the night shift that already is at a disadvantage because their circadian rhythms are all kind of out of whack because of their, their timing. Um, what would you say to them regarding their sleep patterns and, and because they're already having a hard time sleeping all throughout anyway, um, what would you say to them of, of how they can um, maybe better balance that? Well, what I would say to them would be different than what I would say to you since they're not here listening to me because, and I, I guess I would say both. I mean, one is to be kind of sensitive like to the reality is that perhaps they can't change their job, yeah. but it might not be that much different to the athlete, very physically active, but they're compromising their health for the sport. They're not in the centenarian Olympics trying to maintain their function and health for the long term. You know, so you have like a prime example would be like a football player and they get or a, or a, or a boxer. You know, they really get beat up and it compromises their long their longevity, sure. which is their health span, you know, not just their lifespan, but it's, you know, their health. So when someone has a job you know, making them depressed and burnt out, then they need to try and think about what do you need to, yeah, re reassess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And let's say someone is in a situation and circumstances are such where it's very difficult for them to just say, oh, I'll just change my job. Like right. they're a nurse, the night shift. Mm -hmm. Then it's a matter of really trying to dial that in as much as they can in regards to getting those seven hours of sleep, yeah. creating an environment in the, creating sleep hygiene in their home as it's much as they can out shades. making it cool yeah. having white noise if that's what helps mm -hmm. using earplugs if that's what's needed and 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 being in that bed for at least eight hours you know, yeah. so they could at least get that seven to eight hours of sleep that's good but it's not it's not an outside of saying well don't but if they have to stick with the job it's a matter it's a matter of really just you're just on a different time zone and that is a stressor. A, another job could expose someone to, you know, poor air quality. It's yeah. going to stress the system and compromise the system. It's, um, it's unfortunate, you know, people work the night shift, but that right. is the reality. There's an increased risk of cancer, increased risk of dementia, increased risk 
of diabetes. There, you know, so it 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 stresses it increased risk of cardiovascular disease, increased risk of all cause mortality. It's the same as being sedentary, like the same thing of being sedentary, not eating healthfully. It causes all those mechanisms that are underlying all chronic diseases. Yeah, that's so good. So definitely, you know, do your best to have good sleep hygiene uh, and work within the sphere that you are in if you can't change your job. But, but it's even more important. Well, not more important. <laughs> it's, it's, it's um, important that you really, um, if you're, if you work nights to, to hone in and master the other pillars, you know what I mean? So that you don't have extra stress on top of mm-hmm. the, the unhealthy sleep Um, patterns um, that you may be experiencing. So anyway, that was just curious as an example. The next one that you have on here is love more, stress less. And I think we've talked a little bit about stress, of course, but let's talk about the love more because uh, love can really do wonders for the body. And I'm blushing. Are you blushing? A little bit. (laughs) We're talking about love. (laughs) Oh, you're so funny. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about love and, and how it really does, um, turn on healthy, you know, gene receptors and, and, and releases, um, healthy hormones and, and that kind of thing. Let's talk about that. When we think about love, we oftentimes would point to our heart, you know, we're we're thinking about our emotions, Mm -hmm. you know, how we're maneuvering through life and engaging with people. It seems like when there's lots of different definitions of love and you kind of overuse the word love when we use the we over yeah but I think that it's a I think it's it's the way that I like to think about it from like a health perspective I guess would be where you're feeling connected you're feeling like you know we're all part of this like human condition together so love like perhaps you know ties into our emotions you know and. and what inspires us and what makes us feel connected and, you know, gives, you know, our life a sense of meaning and purpose mm-hmm. um, of, of wanting to take on like the responsibility of what you value to kind of care for it and nurture it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you can't take care of anything if you don't listen to it carefully, if you don't touch it gently you can't, you know, the harder you are on anything, the faster you're going to wear it out. So, you know, so if you want to take care of anything, you have to listen to what it's saying and listen to its needs. So I think that, so love, I think, you know, fundamentally is, is, is that why, right? Is that why behind what you're doing? Um, because that's what, you know, gives it meaning in that regards. But our bodies do know, right? I mean, our bodies know at the cellular level if we're experiencing love versus fear and hate and anger and all those uh, more negative emotions. I mean, our, our our cells respond according to that. It's kind of like if you're if you've got two plants, you know, uh, and you're speaking love and and there's music that is classical music and it's all wonderful over one, and then you're yelling at the other plant, it will literally die. Um, so our bodies are, are, are the same and basically in response to. Sure. You know, I, I pre- I've heard that quite a bit and it's probably, probably true, but I could think of even, you know, with some of the literature in regards to people that are feeling isolated and depressed, you know, have increased risks for cancer and all cause mortality significantly. It's, it's almost as bad as smoking. I think, um, when I think of, 
of um, you know of love. I think it's it's, it's it's having that interconnectivity. And yes, there is a physiologic response, downregulation of the sympathetic nervous system. There is a shift of our in our brain, the prefrontal cor cortex, where we are able to where our when we get angry um, and we get emotionally driven, we go primal, and that part of our brain turns off. That helps us, you know, think about the long term and make those executive decisions that are more controlled and calm and center. We get yeah. lost. Yeah. We get, yeah. you know. So I think when I think of love, like you know, you're kind of staying centered in the eye of the storm, and you can more skillfully, skillfully, skillfully respond to life. Absolutely. And so that's why it's like you know stillness is the key you know yeah. ego is the enemy obstacles away you know you think of these these euphemisms and but they're true right. in that regards and um there's science supporting it there's scripture supporting it <laughs> if i were to go there like like i'm just gonna yeah right so john 15 12 i'm just gonna say it says my command is this love each other as i have loved you and and he, god is love. I mean, he is the highest form of love. And, and so um, we are created in his image. And so when we start to think of it on those terms, it's like, I don't know, it just kind of I get really geeked out and excited about it. But um, I do want to go there uh, quickly, uh, spiritually speaking, um, sure. talking about faith and, um, and talk about your faith. And I know you were brought up, uh, maybe in a Jewish household. Is that right? Yeah, I was bar mitzvah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Cool. So I got, I got, there's some people doing yard work outside. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. We'll wave to them. But yeah, so you brought up Jewish and, and I know that, um, you know, myself and a few other people, we have, um, shared, uh, Jesus with you and you're definitely open to, to hearing more and, uh, you've had some great experiences. Um, how are you nurturing? We kind of talked offline about this, but how are you nurturing your faith currently? it's taking that time to get still mm -hmm. and to think about what's important to you. I think like, uh, you know, when we're talking about health, the matter of like this concept of, of stewardship of taking yes. care of something that's been given to you, this is a gift of, of life. Um, and, and, you know, health isn't everything, but without health, health is nothing. Right. Where everything that feels like nothing, excuse me, you know, yeah, I knew it, health <laughs> is everything, but without health, everything feels like nothing, you know, mm -hmm. in the sense that when we lose our, our independence and autonomy and ability to to care for ourselves and care for, care for others it's a shift to have to be dependent on somebody um and so as a physiatrist a physical medicine rehab doctor that's that's one of like the themes of like what is a physiatrist we help improve people's function but oftentimes it's, it's after the apple cart has tipped over so where people have had the stroke or had the brain injury or had the ailment that's imp imp impairing their function and quality of life. The way that I try and, and nurture, you know, God into my life is, is to pray, is to perpetually study, to unlearn, you know, some of the things that, that perhaps I, you know, are automated and habitual ways of thinking and behaving. Like to remember that, like, you know, we're on this planet spinning around in the middle of nowhere and it's so vast. We sometimes resist, you know, the reality before us. And that's where a lot of, you know, struggles in life exist when we're resisting it and not accepting it. You know, like it's almost that's like good. surrendering, you know, trying to surrender to, to the reality before you. I do have a, a routine of, 
of of having some of that stillness in the morning, waking up. I know you're big meditating, into meditation. Yeah, yeah. And and meditating. Yeah. Um, mm. The idea of meditating is to try and on purpose in a particular way, but it, there's also there's so many layers to it and facets to it in the same way nutrition helps you in so many different ways. You know, meditating is also just something very simple to do, but there's also something to it in regards to dialing in to your breath. Especially in um, such a busy world, you know? Yeah. Our, mm-hmm. I was just yeah, going to say, busy. because of such a busy world, it's like we have to be really intentional for, for prayer and meditation as well. It's a muscle to develop, to develop faith, to develop. And it's a journey. It's not a matter of getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's always another mountain to climb. There's always another peak to, to get to. Um, it's about evolving. And so that stillness and slowing down, neuroanatomical explanation to a neuropsychological explanation as to why it helps. But it, it has an effect on a lot of those other aspects of affecting our microbiome, affecting our, our stress response, improving our blood flow to, to, to certain parts of our body, right. to boosting our immune system, affecting our DNA, turning on good genes, turning off bad genes, you know, like this concept of like sirtuins that they talk about, like this, it's like our genes are like a loaded gun, but it's our lifestyle that pulls the trigger. Mm. Our genes are like the lights in our house, but it's it's my lifestyle that is me turning on the switch or off the switch for that light to turn on or for that gene to express itself, you know? Um, so the same thing with making the habit, and this is kind of how it all started was that if I wanted to try and change my life, then I could maybe change the way that I'm thinking and I could maybe change the way that I'm thinking literally by trying to just sit and meditate for 10 minutes. And then upon doing that, um, I realized that well, maybe I'll, you know, change the way that I'm eating. Snowball, like just yeah. one thing after the next. And it was, it was pain and, and emotional strife that kind of, and, and also just a sense of shame in the sense that like, I didn't want, I didn't feel like I should feel that way. Mm. Okay. Um, I didn't, but I, that's how I was feeling. Wow. I'm glad you actually said that because there might be someone listening right now that has experienced that same thing. Um, I th- actually, I think we all have. Let's get real. But I'm so I'm glad you're being authentic with that. Yeah, that's huge. So ultimately, it's when I think about, I guess, like about God and Jesus. I think about well, here is this person that you know suffered the you know such a painful death. You know, for for uh, pretty amazing. You know, yeah, as, as a savior. So it's uh, humbling. Yes. And to try and think about how to try and. Oh my gosh, you're like making me cry right now. You're so emotional too. Yes, because it's hard to, no, but honestly, Evan, it's so um, hard to even fathom that God loves us that much, that he would come here on earth in a, in a human form as Jesus and die on the cross and take, take all of our sins away because of of the pain that he had to uh, go through so that, so that we could be with him for eternity. Like it's mind blowing. Um, and so it's that, it's that receiving, talk, going back to the love, it's that receiving of his love that, man, it's sometimes that's the biggest obstacle for many is just how do I receive? And that's all he wants. He just wants us to be intimate and to receive him. And um, it's, it's, it's really quite simple, but it's up to us. Just like all these other steps for optimizing our health, 
it's it's not by chance it's by choice and right because he's a loving father he's not going to make us do anything it's like if you choose to come to me i'm here i'm always here so i i love right who you are evan you're a good man thank you thanks yeah help by choice not by chance when that was initially the name of of um, my lifestyle medicine practice it was mm. i had kind of like a, a, tr- a trigger for this was my wife and i had lost a, a baby and so this um, band called mumford and sons had a beautiful song called tim shell mm. and uh, apparently marcus mumford was very influenced by not only god but but john steinbeck and the book east of eden he writes about this a Hebrew word called Timshel. It doesn't exist in English, but it translates into thou shalt. He, and then he goes on to say it might be one of the most important words in the world because if thou shalt, then thou shalt not, meaning man has a choice. And then mm. I kept seeing like mm. in Franklin Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People or Susan David's Emotional Agility, Jordan Peterson's work. It's all like, great. you know, be, between this and, and it comes from Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, a Jewish man, a you, know, who, you know, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And within that space lies our freedom to choose. Yes. And I'm working and I'm, I'm working alongside Scott Stahl, yes. another physiatrist who actually hired me outside of fellowship and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, um, you know, shined his light. And I kind of saw what he was doing and, and got interested in, in lifestyle medicine. When giving his presentation, he said, what's one of the most important gifts, you know, that you have? And it's, you know, the gift of the power of choice that we could choose. We, you know, and so how do you choose skillfully? How do you create that space? So in the morning, I'm trying to like, cultivate that but we get pulled in and we get sucked in by our emotions and how could we what is within my circle of control to to try and be a jedi you know to be a master at this and it's like well i could sleep better i sleep better then i'll have more resilience and more patience and i'll i'll literally will have a certain hormonal balance where i will choose better foods when i'm sleep deprived i'm literally craving more foods. And even if the same food that I was to eat on another day where I was well slept, my metabolism is messed up. So that food is actually more fattening, right? even though right. it's the same amount. So it's just the, the, the so it's just, it becomes a, a virtuous cycle where, you know, I feel good. I sleep better. I move more, you know, and, and then I love more. Yeah, right. so and, that, and that is ultimately, it's not trying to look good at the high school reunion. Right, it's, right, it's beyond it's, that. It's when it becomes, a di- when it has a deep meaning. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's where it becomes sustainable. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, so that's where the, the change is, you know, um, or, you know, is, has, has its real, like, you know, overdrive. Mm-hmm. Um, so but good. it's those small little, little hacks that, you know, sometimes get, things moving. Yeah. Where that's, that's awesome. okay too. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And everyone's different and on their own journey, but um, I appreciate you so much. And thank you for sharing your wisdom here today on Visibly Fit. I've got just one little question uh, for you sure. because I see a guitar in the background and I'm just curious, do you yeah. play the guitar? Uh, I could dabble a little bit. Really? Okay. But, but I didn't know that about you. I could dabble a little bit, but right. but nothing that I would want. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing that's all that. You don't want to play us. You don't want a jam session with us. No, I couldn't. I couldn't rock out like that. All right. For a all podcast. Right. 
and that one th- but my daughter is is learning guitar oh and fun so and and that was that was my guitar and i lent it to her and now it's broken <laughs> <laughs> so but i do love music as i said you know i love you know marcus mumford and mumford yeah. and sons i love That's that so music good. i love uh you know i love the feeling that it it evokes and yeah. that connection well music actually alive. actually helps with our health as well in fact praise and worship and when we're worshiping god um, we can worship him in all kinds of ways of course but when we're worshiping him through song it's one of the highest elevated ways in which we can worship and so there is something very powerful about music and just the the vibrational frequencies uh in which it contributes uh and and puts out and our cells actually receive uh the the frequency as well and um we respond accordingly and and even our uh, you know, just our physiology will, will change and, and our biochemical uh, makeup will change based on music. So yeah. It's cool. Yeah. And, and yeah. even, and so sometimes there's like just a simple, you know, meditation where you're just counting your breath, you know, mm-hmm. but sometimes internally you could just say, you know, God, but you could say it, you know, in a long, deep way in your voice. Cause you, sure. you know, you could, an auditory hallucination where with each breath you're just saying that and all it is is when you just do that and you're focusing on just one thing you know the thoughts kind of keep coming sometimes but sometimes they slow down where you're able to kind of just cover your attention on the breath and on just that mantra or on just the counting but it's another way that i will sometimes you know i'll read scripture and then i'll sit and meditate they my my um aunt patty is, is not Jewish and um, uh, and she's of a Catholic faith, but she does a, a type of meditation that um, is involved with um, her with a, a Catholic a, a Christian way or a Catholic way of, of meditating. I'm not doing this any justice, but she said prayer is us talking to God. Yeah. But when we s- get still and, and and meditate, it's us listening. Listening. You know, You're to God. Right. Yeah, that's so good. You're awesome. I appreciate you so much. And um, I look forward to seeing you soon uh, in Orlando, actually, for the next health immersion. But thanks for taking the time here today and sharing your wisdom. And I will make sure to put your website in the show notes. But thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Visibly Fit. And uh, check out, you know, Dr. Queller and and all that he has to offer with his website. Also check out GetVisiblyFit.com if you're looking for a seven-week program uh, to, to better your health as well you know where to find me, but uh, we appreciate you. And as always, we want to tell you God bless and we thank you and we'll catch you same time, same place next week on Visibly Fit. If you are interested in the Dr. Q Fast Kit, it's normally $297, but he's so kind. He said, if you put in in all capital letters, it is case sensitive, all capital letters, Visibly Fit, all is one word. Uh, you can get the five day fast for one ninety nine. So that's huge. That's um, almost a hundred dollars savings. So just wanted to give that to you. We'll also put that in the show notes, but just wanted to end with that. So thank you and God bless. And we will talk soon. Hope this episode blessed you and uh, we'll catch you next time. Well, that's a wrap for today's show. So thank you so much for tuning in. I love spending this time with you. To learn more and get more free resources, just head on over to wendypet.com. And thank you in advance for sharing this episode and this podcast, following and subscribing, not only to this podcast, but finding me on social media, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you are, I'm probably there too. Until next week in our next podcast time together, make it a visibly fit day.